Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb In the shape of an L on her forehead Well, the years start coming Hello everybody and welcome to the Oscar Watch Podcast The podcast where we look back at past Best Picture winners for your reconsideration I am your host, Stephen Buja, and joining me, as always, the wonderful and talented Amy Thomason. Amy, how are you doing this week? Ready to talk Shrek. It's been a long day. I'm ready to talk about a great, happy movie. It's been so long, you are still in your work clothes. My word. My work earrings. I still have my work accessories on. I think you you may have to get treated for something. Yes, I'm, I'm worried. I'm, I'm worried about you. I'm worried about you. But okay, <laughs> so we are talking uh, to the first ever best animated film winner, and that is Shrek from 2001. Now, as I understand it, you have you see this movie very uh, often. Is that is that correct? Very, very many times. But I, I specifically remember the first time I watched it. Like I have a very clear, distinct memory of watching it for the first time. Okay. Let's hear that. I didn't see it in the theater. I graduated college in 2001, and that New Year's Eve, I went to Connecticut and spent New Year's with my friend Alex, and he's like, you haven't seen Shrek, and he, like, shoved me on a couch and was like, you need to watch this movie. <laughs> and I thought, and it was it was really great, and then I always liked it. Every mm-hmm. time it was on, I always watched it, and my children really love it. Okay, well... so. It is, it is made for them, after all. And, uh, it I, is. But unlike Thomas the Train, it's one that I really enjoy watching. Yeah. Well, Thomas is messed up. It's got, it's got, some, it's got some dark stuff happening in here. It and does. Shrek does, too, and I look forward to talking about that as well. Uh, I've, I'm also, you, you also mentioned that All Star is a perennial favorite of your son's. It will never get old in our house. Every time I listen to it, I'm... 18 or 19 years old in college listening to that song and pretty it's pretty much every day we ask our amazon echo to play it and we dance and we sing along to it okay i mean that's a little too much smash uh mash mouth for me but yeah hey, uh, when you're when you're five and five, five years old five, seven, seven, that yeah. song will always get me pumped up always it's, I can be in the worst mood, and I'll put that song on, and I will dance with my son in the kitchen because we do things like this. <laughs> it's a it's a lot of fun, and I certainly remember when it first hit big on MTV in the late '90s when I was in high school, and like, like even I was trying to be cool, but I'm like, eh, this, is, this is kind of fun, and I of course know all the lyrics, and anytime it comes up. Oh, it's great. Uh, let's see, this movie came out in 2001. I saw this with my um, high, with my high school girlfriend had just graduated. She was big into um, the Disney stuff and certainly like all the, the fun takes on fairy tales. So we had a good time. I remember liking it. It's been a while. I've caught it throughout, uh, throughout the years. I've seen, I don't think I saw the fir- fourth movie, but I saw the other two. And I know this has spawned such a huge huge empire of entertainment and I was very much looking forward to uh, to coming back to this one and yeah it's uh you know what, what, what can you really say about it? it's it's Shrek it's 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 
it's delightful. You'll you'll find something to like. You may, uh, I mean, like even if you like, I don't think you can actually like, hate the movie. Maybe no, you don't. Maybe you don't love the movie, but it's it's very it's very hard to it's very hard to hate. It, it, it started it started something certainly in, within DreamWorks and how they tell anim, um, CGI animated movies that uh, is still going to this day for better or worse. And we are going to take a short break, and when we're going to come back. We're going to talk about the Oscars. Uh, that year, and what won and what did not win. So, that animated characters must remain in their seats. Only real people can accept the award. So, please be animated. And the Oscar goes to Shrek, Aaron Warner. This is the first Academy Award nomination and the first Oscar for producer Aaron Warner. Shrek employed state-of-the-art CGI animation. Producer Jeffrey Katzenberg said that it will be a benchmark for about a day or two. Thank you, members of the Academy, for inviting us to the party by creating this uh, category to begin with. Shrek took five years and over 500 people to bring to life, so I'm incredibly honored to be up here on behalf of the entire team. Uh, special thanks go to John Williams, who originally brought... Uh, the book, uh, William Steig's book to DreamWorks, Laurie McDonald, who thought it might make a good animated movie, the amazing directors, Andrew Adamson and Vicki Jensen, our incredible cast, Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy, Cameron Diaz, and John Lithgow, executive producers, Penny Fingelman-Cox, Sandy Raymonds and David Lippman, Terry Press and Jim Tharp at DreamWorks, and the entire staff of animators and artists at PDI DreamWorks. Finally, I want to thank my fellow producer, Jeffrey Katzenberg, who has a love for animation, that borders on obsession, and who is the real reason we're here tonight. Thank you. Shrek was directed by Andrew Adamson and Vicki Jensen. It was written by Ted Elliott, Terry Rossio, both of Pirates of the Caribbean fame, Joe Stillman, Roger, H., Roger S. H. Shulman, based on the novel by William Steig, I believe it is just Shrek with an exclamation point, and starring the voices of Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy, Cameron Diaz, and John Lithgow. At the 74th Academy Awards, uh, uh, aired on March 24th, 2002. Shrek won one and was nominated for one. It won Best Animated Feature, the first uh, animated film to win the animated award. And it was nominated for what else? Best Adapted Screenplay. Which I did not... I was shocked. I didn't know that. I was like, really? Really? That, I was, That's a feature award. I was like, oh, this... this it, that is that is one of the big five. It's one of the big five right there. It's uh, I was like whoa, blown away. Um, the best picture winner for that year was A Beautiful Mind, starring uh, Russell Crowe. We have not done that episode yet, so but we will have to get to it in the future. Curious to revisit that one. It has been a very long time, and I know it is one of the underloved ones. But hey, we'll see about that. However, one does not just win a competition unless you were running unopposed in an election. And there were two other films nominated that year. What were they? Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius, and... Which is clearly, which is clearly the biggest, most influential, and still relevant film of, 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 these, of the two that are nominated. That's the one that like, everyone remembers, right? <laughs> and, and, and there was a, there was another little one that uh, I don't know maybe I've seen maybe you remember Monsters Inc. Yeah. and Billy Crystal, two of the most likable people on the planet. 
I I don't know. It it seems strange that Monsters Inc. did not win Best Animated Feature because I, I like that's one of Pixar's. It, best. I'm I'm like really. I was surprised by that, especially since Monsters Inc. was nominated for a whole bunch of other awards. Yeah, it it also picked up a best uh, best original screenplay nomination as well, which again I was like, oh, that's shocking. The things I did not know back when I was eighteen, um, Legion, very astounding, that the amount. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're definitely going to we're definitely going to talk about uh, this towards the end of the actual film discussion about whether uh, which one deserved it. So I'm, I'm curious, I'm, I'll be curious to table this conversation for now and then get back to it later. But Monsters Inc., man, like, that's a big one. That's a that is stiff competition because really. It's not so black and white. Which one's the winner? Which one's the loser? It it, it is not like Brave won best animated feature, and Monsters Inc. didn't. Is that what you're telling me? That's that seems that seems messed up. I guess it has has to do yes. with the competition. But there were some other animated movies that year, which you know you can say uh, should be nominated. Uh, the best animated feature is it's a category that ha- can have three to five nominations. Uh, I'm not sure how they choose which which movies um, ultimately end up nominated, but you could have had two others, such as what else? I actually am, didn't look this one up. Oh, okay. I'm well, okay. Super prepared with I'll, my I'll, list, but this one I thought I'm focusing on what what this movie specifically was nominated for. Okay, that that's fair. I mean, she she just you, you didn't hear this, but she went off on a five minute tangent about Peter O'Toole that's and Oliver Reed being drinking buddies. <laughs> she knows she knows that off the top I of her head. But for I some do. reason, the animated movies in two thousand one, <laughs> she did not have. She just did not know. Anyways, um, you have Waking Life, which I guess is an animated movie. It's a it's sort of a rotoscoped film. Um, very good. It's um, I forget who does it now. I'll get back to that. Osmosis Jones, original traditional 2D animated starring Will Smith, Atlantis the Lost Empire, Disney's big effort that year, which kind of failed in the old, you know, ye old timey adventure movie. Um, one of my favorite CGI animated films, and I understand that there are lots of flaws to it, but Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within, uh, really pretty. It's still gorgeous to this day. It's a one long very dramatic cutscene of a Final Fantasy uh, game, but very good, very good, very weird, and kind of esoteric, and like a, just deeply, it's deeply strange. And it was, it was, it wasn't beloved then, but I think it's picked up some cult status now. And finally, because uh, there was a, actually, I looked it up. There was a ton of anime <laughs> that came out in movie form, but the only one that matters is Cowboy Bebop the movie, and that should have. I could have. I, I I would have nominated that. It's a great. It's a great film. It's a great series. You should check it out if you haven't already. Cowboy Bebop, um, Spirited Away was also released in certain parts this year, but it became eligible in 2002 and ended up winning Best Animated Feature that year. We have already done an episode on that brilliant movie, and uh, it's one of our most popular. Come to think of it, and you should absolutely check that out with me and previous previous host Alex Riviello. He was it's, great. Um, I I miss I miss I I miss you old Alex but that was the past and this is now we are going to take a short break and when we come back we are finally going to discuss Shrek stick around 
Can I stay with you? Uh, what? Can I stay with you, please? Of course. Really? No. Please! I don't want to go back there. You don't know what it's like to be considered a freak. Well, maybe you do. But that's why we got to stick together. You got to let me stay. Please, please. Okay, okay. But one night only. Oh, thank you. Ah. What do you know? Oh, oh. This is going to be fun. We can stay up late, swapping manly stories, and in the morning, I'm making waffles. Oh! Where do uh, I sleep? Outside! Oh, uh, I guess that's cool. I mean, I don't know you, and you don't know me, so I guess outside is best, you know? Yeah, I go. Good night. <sighs> I mean, I do like the outdoor. I'm a dunk. I was born outside. <sighs> Sitting by myself outside. For those who have not been around for a while, haven't seen the movie, Amy, what is Shrek all about? It is about an ogre named Shrek who wants to live alone on his swamp, and he is told by Lord Farquaad that if he rescues the Princess Fiona and brings her to him to marry, he will get his swamp back, and fairy tales are turned upside down. Yeah, that's actually a very that's surprisingly accurate rendition of the plot of the movie. Um, so it stars uh, Mike Myers as Shrek, who's a big green ogre with uh, poor hygiene, lots of earwax, and a uh, he's, not, he's not exactly mean, he just wants to be left alone. What makes this character work, if he does work, to you? I think Shrek totally works. I would definitely describe him as being gruff. And I think that the fact that when it came out, you knew it was Mike Myers. And if you were of the right age, you still remembered Mike Myers from Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. And he's a lovable guy. He's got the Scottish accent. And he's he's gross, but charming. It's um, Mike Myers does the fat bastard character from Austin Powers, which is. The yes. exact same accent and basically all the same mannerisms. Very well. He brings it here. He was not the first choice. This is actually a movie for Chris Farley, the late, great Chris Farley, before he died. But uh, so uh, after that happened, a very tragic and very sad, very sad story. That yeah. they brought in Mike Myers. He recorded it with his regular voice and then came back and did it with a Scottish accent. And I think, like, I think, you know, he is a talented enough performer to understand that. That actually makes it. I think the if, if this had just been Mike Myers' voice, it mm. you can't you can't hear that voice and not think either Fat Bastard or Shrek. And I always go to Shrek just because Shrek is I think he's more iconic. And Shrek came out much earlier. No, much later, much later. The, yeah, the, the, Fat Bastard. Yeah, Fat Bastard was like ninety eight or something like that. So was, really, yeah. I mean, he might have he might have recorded the uh, the audio beforehand, but yeah. No, I'm I really sure, I'm pretty I, sure all the all I the didn't know that. I'm pretty sure only the third, the third, the third Austin Powers movie was released in the 2000s. But although he had done a Scottish accent in the classic film "So I Married an Axe Murderer," well, he's very which I've seen more than once. Well, I mean, it's it's, a, it's a Mr. Very I movie. only like stuffy old movies. I have no, seen no, 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 no. "So I Married an Axe Murderer" more than once. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> but um, you know, so it's uh, great voice work from from Myers. You know, it was really great. Eddie Murphy. 
Oh. Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy got a BAFTA nomination for this role. That was the first time they had nominated anybody for, an, for, an, for a voiceover performance. It's somewhat of a new role, of, of a new award. But he, he, first, the first one, Donkey, I got to say, I love, I, I really like Donkey. He's, oh, he's he, impossible not to like. Yeah, he's, he's so cute. He's so cute, but he's also, he's so annoying, but he, he never goes right over the edge to being just like terrible. He's, like he's almost because endearing. he's got a good heart. Yes, he 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 always he always means well, and he just he just wants to do good. And I like I can appreciate a chatterbox character like that. Like that, I've met some chatterbox people who are just they talk for they talk out of no there, there's no there's no emotion behind it. This is Donkey is he's he's lovely. He's great. Eddie Murphy he's very funny, but there are, there are moments when when Eddie Murphy has to bring it. Eddie Murphy brings it. He brings. He brings. There's a. There's some, some pathos there. There's some drama. He, you know, when he butts head with Shrek towards the mm-hmm. end of the film, you're like, he puts okay. him in his place. He does, which is what a, which is what a real friend, yeah, which is what a real friend does. And that's like kind of the. I mean, it's as much a love story between Shrek and Donkey as it is between Shrek and Fiona. It is because he's just loathes him. But I think. I mean, it's so funny that that character, like you said, is very realistic. I remember just two or three years later, I started teaching and I had a student who was always, Oh, pick me, pick me, pick me. And I was like, I think I actually called him donkey. Cause I'm like, you are so much like donkey and Shrek. And it was always, Oh, 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 in his seat. Nice. Miss Sacker, Miss Sacker, pick me. I want to go pick me. And I was like, Oh, Oh, that's like but, a little donkey. Yeah. But like, in, but like in an hour and a half chunk, you can, I, th- I think you can appreciate it more, just like in this. It's component. endearing. It's it's he's he's very he's very endearing. The uh, the, the styles of animation that they picked are memorable. Like I, so so much about the design and the sound work of this film is is really great. But um, it is a movie that takes the fairy tales and turns them on its head. Which by this point we all understand we all know i don't think there is a princess made these days that is not incredibly smart and also knows multiple forms of kung fu mm-hmm. I, I, it's like it's it's completely unheard of to have just a princess who is just pretty and doesn't doesn't do anything can't fight like mm-hmm. we don't we back then this was a little more this is we didn't appreciate well, like we were able to appreciate this more because we had still only really gotten the the Disney princesses, and that and Shrek is taking the Disney princess concept, the Disney fairy tale concept, all the storytelling, and turning it on its head. And I I can appreciate that. I love a good deconstruction. I'm an English major. I love it when people just <laughs> take a trope and then subvert it somehow. Shrek's all about subversion. How do you feel about all the inclusion of all of the fairy tale characters? The three blind mice, the three bears, Snow White, Seven Dwarves, all of them. How do how do how do, how do they feel to you in this movie? I really liked it. I think what worked is especially again, I had graduated college when I saw this movie. Mm-hmm. Is I think it works for little kids. Easily, very easily for kids. But I think what was great about it is is that we were all raised on the traditional fairy tales. We knew Sleeping Beauty, Snow White. And I look at, I remember reading an article that they were talking about nowadays, 
kids don't know those original stories no. as much. They don't know the original Cinderella. They don't know Snow White. They're not reading that. All of their princesses or whatever most recent Disney movies were. Right. They don't really know a lot of the original stories. They don't know the story of Pinocchio. They don't know Dumbo. Puss in Boots. How many people really know the story of Puss in Boots, if you, especially younger generations? Oh, so God. I think for us we were able to get all those little tiny references, even if younger kids didn't. When they did the little dating show thing. <laughs> yes. Which is hilarious. It's, and they had the music in the 60s, 70s flower thing in the background. Hilarious. And they were like, oh, just because she lives with seven men, she's not easy. And people my age and older would laugh because we get, oh, he's talking about Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs and haha, isn't that funny? And kids nowadays really, and I know I sound about 800 years old when I say this, but they don't re sit and have a book of fairy tales that they sit and read. No, probably don't even like watch I the original. And I love to book. think that they had all of that. I thought that was really funny and just the attention to the detail mm -hmm. with all of the... um with all the stories. It was great. Right. So fan of them. For me, I, every time they cut back to any of the fairy, the fairy tale creatures, I found it forced, unfunny. And I, I just wanted to, I wanted to go. So like the, the, the first 20 minutes of this movie is really, for me, really hard to get through. Cause it's just, Hey, look at us! Look, look what we're doing! Aren't we cool? We're 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 subverting this. Like, hey, look at the gingerbread man! He's got his feet cut off! Isn't that funny? Ha <laughs> ha! And you're like, I, I get what they're going for, you but didn't like that scene. I, it's parts of it, like uh, parts of it are funny, but just the, the, having the forcing, uh, forcing, forcing in all this stuff feels like it, like it, it orbits the plot and kind of touches the atmosphere every now and then but it doesn't it doesn't stick as well as i think they want it to and it i just didn't find it funny now maybe it's just because it's been 70 oh. years maybe because i've seen maybe because like i've watched all six seasons of once upon a time i'm like well of course we're we're taking it we're throwing all this shit on on its head and i've read I... fables and um but i i didn't i didn't like it the um for the, the monsieur monsieur hood sequence like Vince, Vince Cassell playing himself that, singing. Yeah, I, that was kind of lame. That I hated I'll give that. you that. I think it's a little. I think it's a little different than at the beginning of the movie because it is such an important part of the plot, though. Because Lord Farquaad does want this perfect society, right? And he's getting rid of all the freaks, and right. so. Which I, which I'm getting which, all these fairy tale creatures, and he's getting rid of all of right, them. It it, it 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 doesn't it doesn't it doesn't really pay off towards the end. And you know why? Because I mentioned that there was darkness here, and I was I was thinking about it, I'm like, what is like this move? Like Lord Farquaad's plan? Like this is some fucked up shit happening here. So all of the non-enchanted humans, that's basically everyone other than Fiona, they are all horrendous human beings or horrendous moral beings because you know what you know what this is this is germany before world war ii during hitler farquad miniature hitler who's he's only just getting started he is sending all of the undesirables the freaks the the non the non-humans to specified locations 
a swamp. Kind of sounds like a ghetto, you know? Demand- pack them all in. Yeah, pack them all He shoves them all in. Demand- he's demanding perfection in uh, his country of Duloc, or shall we say purity. And, of course, that means only humans and very much only the white people because, well, that's all we see. We'll just That's another mm-hmm. conversation. And the fucked up thing is that when we first when we first meet Donkey, what what's what's happening? Donkey is being sold by his human uh, owner, his master, whatever mm-hmm. his companion, for money. And all of these people are just selling their friends off. I'm like, holy shit! These guys are the bad Germans. They're selling their Jewish friends, <gasps> and it doesn't explore it anymore. The the the, um, the 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 fairy tale creatures. They get sent to the swamp, and then they get moved again, and then they're somewhere else. It feels like they're the writers they had more in mind, but they mm-hmm. needed. And, and I, I I understand it. They wanted to go a little darker, but they didn't have enough time because this movie it didn't run it run over budget. It just was real. It just took a very long time to make because it was an animated movie. Certainly, it started it started in the late nineties, and they couldn't get to it. And I just I was like, oh, this movie had. A, much more of that darkness if it explored this mm-hmm. a little more if it didn't just throw away the fairy tale creatures they just it cast them like they, they get they get sent away and then who the like who knows who cares whatever happens mm-hmm. to them they show up they show up at the end for the wedding because of course they do because i'm like i'm hoping fiona kind of stops all the nonsense because i guess she's queen that's another question that's another question um <laughs> yes <laughs> Uh, but I, I, I just, I was like, oh my god, like this is, it's the kind of, it's a kind of subtext that I think a Pixar movie would explore differently, or at least in greater detail. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, you know, I love me, I love me the movie Box Trolls, which is basically one big. This is this is this is Jeremy before the war uh, film. So I I'll always appreciate that. But yeah, it's uh, Farquad, played by John Lithgow, funny and charming, but. Also did a brilliant job. He's just oh, he's having a blast. He's having so much fun with this, you know. But he's the character is so terrible. Character, yes, is so terrible. He's, he's he just he's just he's just a white nationalist. Like oh shit, this is pretty up. much this yeah, crazy. But when it when it stops, um, when it after, when it stops building the world up, when it's all it's all established and whatnot. It's the middle section of this movie when Shrek and Donkey are sent on the quest by by Farquaad. That's I, I love every I love the next forty five minutes of this film. I it's just absolutely perfect. The writing is on point. The relationship between Shrek and Donkey, especially on their way to the castle, it's just their banter. I'm like. I, I was surprised here. They weren't even nobody was in the same room at the time. It was just that well written and that well performed. I um, uh, what what do you what do, what do you make of Shrek and Donkey their 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 friendship? It's a really interesting focus of the movie, and I'm glad that the movie wasn't just another princess falling in love movie. Hmm. They were very Don Quixote, Sancho Panza. <laughs> nice. I I actually finally read it last year. Regardless. Yeah. Um but just it was so natural. Yeah. 
I mean, it really, it was natural and the banter and, but it wasn't so funny and so clever that it seemed overly written. Right. It, it, every, the, everyone, the writers have, have a good voice for what their characters are. They know that like, okay, this, Donkey, you know, it's it's the classic big guy, little guy dynamic where one's, you know, you got the chatterbox and the guy's closed off and they mm-hmm. come to an understanding and the little guy gets the big guy to open up. And as that. and as funny as it is, it's not I don't like sh- as much as I love, you know, Patty Chayefsky, we talk about him every single week because yeah. he's amazing. But it's not showy. It's not oh this line is just so clever. Oh, look at how witty I am writing these lines. And it's funny, but it still seems very, a very natural patter and rhythm mm-hmm. to the humor. Yeah. And, and, to, and, and to see the relationship, because it's really like you go for, you go to movies, you say, I want to go, you know, I'm going to the latest Marvel movie for the, the spectacle or what you, you, you go to be overwhelmed, but you know what I think you really go for, you go to see, People just you, you go to see the emotions of the people. You go to see how they interact with one another and with themselves. And Shrek, Shrek, Shrek and Donkey, the friendship really it it works because you know they they're both loners. They're both outcasts for whatever reason. You know Shrek doesn't want to mm. be around people, and Donkey just like people can't stand him. And together they together they find a way. And uh, you know it it like it culminates. On the on the bridge to the castle, I just love how Shrek uses his, you know, his 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 demeanor to get Donkey yeah. to move, and Donkey is like fighting it the whole way, but you know, talking himself, you know, out of it, and then and then they're there, and it's great. You're like, and the oh. line "That'll do, Donkey. That'll do." Yeah. Oh, it yeah. warms my heart. It yeah. warms my bitter, cynical heart. Yeah. Any anytime somebody makes makes a play on the the babe words, I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll, I'm, I'm just, I'll, always a fan. But um, so okay. We get to the castle. Um, I guess another thing I was impressed by the castle action sequence, like that entire the, the entire thing. I was like, "Holy shit, this is very well paced." And then I remember, oh yeah, it's Ted Elliott and Terry Rossi, or Terry Rossi, Ted Elliott, whatever. Uh, the, the the writers for the Pirates movies, and they know how to make an action. They know how to write an action scene and have it be translated to film. Um, was it, what what did you think of this? I does it stand up? Once, yes, and once we get into that part of the movie, it really starts to kind of break those tropes and stereotypes. Yes. But not in but not in such an overt way, which is what I like about it. It seems nowadays the Disney movies with, oh, she's strong and she's independent, and it kind of beats you over the head. Trying to yeah. be so overt with, okay, guys, we know that in the 30s, we had really passive heroines, but now every heroine has to be strong. She has to be spunky. She has to be funny. She has to be able to fight. She has to be able to do all these things. And so now it gets, it's a little redundant by this point. Mm-hmm. So you're like, of course, and brave. She doesn't want to get married. She wants to be independent. Of course, Moana wants to be away from her family. Of course, of course, of course. But this was different. And I remember talking to my friend about why she was so surprised by it but back to sorry no 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 but back to the i like when they get there that it's not just this mean scary dragon that it's a girl dragon and she has feelings and 
for any of you out there who have seen Into the Woods, the actual musical, not the movie, I like it when people are brave enough to explore the idea of a villain actually being a three-dimensional character. And that the you know that it's a dragon and then he's like oh you're a girl dragon and and it's cute because then it's like he's flirting with her and that part's funny and unexpected but i like that the bit with the dragon doesn't totally stop no it, no it doesn't but um you know in this in this me too in this me too era folks i just gotta say uh you know this movie is definitely ahead of its time uh though the roles are reversed you know i mean donkey Donkey, he's very woke. He's got a lot to say about the inevitable potential um, unwanted physical sexual contact that is about to happen. So, you know, this film remains topical. So, um, ladies, you got to get consent, okay? That's like, that's that's all I'm saying. You know, it's a valuable lesson. You can't just kiss every fella that walks your way. Yeah, who, do, who, do, who you can't just kiss everybody who says, you know, five nice words to you and like, oh, because you haven't you don't get any contact except by people who want to kill you. I'm like, okay, maybe I get it, but still, you know, you got, there, there are, there are rules here. Anyways. Um, and he uses, and he uses his, his wit and his um, instincts and his wiles to figure out how to fight. Cause he's a little donkey. He wouldn't, he'd get his ass kicked, but he doesn't, but he's like, Oh, and he, and he, you kind of uses his charm and you know, yeah, he, he, talk, he talks his way great. out of it. It's, which is, which and is, it's, it's cool because that's his thing. He's good at talking and he uses that. And I love that, that it's not just, um, a big, you know, whatever. Right. And, 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 and even Shrek, we're, we're, we're dubbing hell of a, even Shrek, he, you know, he doesn't actively, you know, go to, face down the dragon he's like i'm gonna just outthink it like oh he's on this chain she's on this chain i'm gonna and how duck and die Fiona and... specifically says like no this isn't how it's done he's like right. whatever that let's was go. the next and, th- and that was the next point so fiona is introduced cameron diaz uh great voice the only like the our main human like human human character mm-hmm. and uh from what you what you were saying about how it this is really how it, it it turns the princess thing on its head is that the entire time she's being rescued she is saying that this is not how it was supposed to happen it's not how i pictured it mm-hmm. you're supposed to be you know gallant and brave and you're supposed to save me you're, you're supposed, supposed to, to kill the dragon already kill the dragon you're supposed to kiss me and shrek is doing none of that he's like i'm and when she hears him coming she like pretties herself up and she lays down and she has the flowers and she's like making sure her hair is okay. And like, and 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 as much as, and as much as she's, you know, she knows Kung Fu and all this other stuff. It's like, yes, it's okay for women to also want to look nice. You know what I mean? Like you can enjoy, you can be a strong, I can take care of myself. I can change the tire on my car. I don't need a man, but it's also okay to like want to be attractive right. and you know to kind of sometimes like part of the fairy tale story of being swept away in romance. That that's not a bad thing, especially if it means you become uncursed by the yes. from from said sweep, sweeping of off one's off one's feet. Which you know, so um, so Fiona is uh, she's cursed. She's you know, beautiful redhead Cameron Diaz by day and by night she is a fine, a, just a fine, attractive ogre uh, for for the night. Uh, a, a subplot that was dropped, but is actually very unnecessary to the proceedings, and it actually works as a kind of a fun surprise. I'd be curious to hear what your 
what your kids' uh, reaction was to discovering that, oh my god, Fiona's an ogre at night. What's what's up with that? Anything you remember that or was it too long? Ago? Um William likes to just reenact the part where she goes into the he does. He likes to reenact movies, and it's the cutest thing ever. Because he he'll do it without any like context. He'll just say it, and you're like, "What are you talking about?" Okay. But he'd be like, "I said good night." <laughs> he did. Yes. When, when I'm you... going to sleep. I said good night, and you're like, "Dude, what is your issue?" And then you sort of have to like, oh, "Okay, got it." We watched Shrek, and he's doing he's doing the princess. But um, he didn't really have too much of a reaction to it. He. Okay. He doesn't, he's not like me where I am 100% about the movie. He plays and stuff like that. Mm. But a friend of mine, can we jump ahead and talk about the end while we're on the subject of the discovery? Sure, yeah, it's all. A it's, friend of mine had a daughter who was older and saw the movie. And she was disappointed with the ending, with when she kissed him, that she wasn't beautiful. She's like, wait a minute, she's just going to be an ogre? That sucks. So oh. she's just going to be ugly forever? Like, you know, what the hell? And she was really let down by that. And I think that's something I love the most about the movie is that they were brave enough to have her stay an ogre. You knew she was going to end up with Shrek. That was not a surprise. That in itself. And people would say, oh, we turned it on its head instead of with the prince. She's with the ogre. And aren't we clever for doing it? But it was brave and surprising. Uh, you know, it, that they kept her as an oh. ogre once the spell was broken, and I was like, that really kicked it up a notch for me. I don't, I don't know if it was. I, I think it would have been more. It would have been more surprising if she had remained, and that's just what because you know Shrek. You know, and like it's it, it it is a it is a very happy ending. Like she was obviously like I even even thing you're like oh, she's gonna she, like she has to remain an ogre because she's gonna be with, she's gonna be with Shrek. They obviously have to get her. It would have been stunning if like she didn't get with Shrek. Be like oh shit, what is this movie doing? That definitely deserves mm-hmm. best animated uh, film. I don't I don't I don't think I don't like I don't think it's I don't necessarily know if it's brave. I do think it is uh, at the time it is um, certainly un, unseen or unheard of. Perhaps you know wiser folks than uh, than than I than myself can. Uh, um, tell us like no it has happened here here and here but it's like from a from a storytelling standpoint like she's going to be an ogre to you know because then she's going to get with shrek and you know and like but for, it, a, for a, but for a princess to not be beautiful okay yes yeah, so now that is that's a requirement mm-hmm. that's a requirement and that they take her and as much as it's like i thought really she easily could have just stayed fiona and been like you know what shrek i love you and just been pretty red haired, skinny, tall. Right. But, the, yeah, but then, but then, see, but this, then everyone accepts everyone else for for what they are. Exactly. And Fiona accepts Shrek, who's ugly, and Shrek thinks you know Shrek thinks humans are ugly too. But that's a, they like they like each other. Anyways, and it doesn't matter. Sees, but it's also how she sees herself, and that's another thing that's that I thought was right. really it's big. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because at the end, when she's like. What the hell? I'm supposed I'm supposed to be beautiful, just like you know. We talked about the rescue, and not only is she saying this isn't how it's done, this isn't how it's done. She's practically reading the script, like here's my handkerchief that I bestow on you mm-hmm. and your noble steed, even though it's Shrek and Donkey and not a noble steed. 
And then when she's like, later on with an ogre and his pet, and <laughs> you know, she freaks out. But that, but that self-discovery of, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be beautiful, which let me tell you, for girls in the audience, that's princess requirement number one. Mm. Princesses are beautiful, especially in animated movies like this, geared at young girls. They're always beautiful. Right. And for her to have the discovery of like, wait a minute, I'm still supposed to be pretty. I love you how you are, but I'm supposed to be beautiful. Okay. And he's like, you are beautiful. And she's like, you know, it's more, she's already accepted Shrek. Okay. As he is. But, but she accepts herself. And that's big right. for a kid. It's a kid's movie. You know, how does the animation hold up in Shrek? You are much more educated in animated films than I am. I think you've seen more than... So I would be more interested in what you have to say. I think it's great. I think the entire movie still holds up today. A lot of it does, actually. Shrek and Donkey and Fiona have gotten the, the lion's share of all of the, of the work done because they're the main characters. Um, a lot of the other humans, they don't really add up. And the fairy tale creatures are—they're all fine. It's—it's it's still a gorgeous movie. It, it you know it doesn't doesn't fade or age or anything like that. It's um you know because it's all animated. You know everything everything sort of looks the same, and it's not like a, gl- yeah, a glaring piece of CGI not, in a in a live. It's not one of it's not one of the more beautiful movies. Um, just a very quick example. We recently rewatched Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. Pinocchio is stunning. Oh, yeah. It's just, I mean, that, I mean, you can tell its age from the animation style, but that, I mean, that is a breathtakingly beautiful movie in certain scenes. And this isn't like that. It's, it's much more, it's, to me, it seems almost like a live action movie, except it's animated. There's nothing particularly wow about it. Right. But like I said, I'm not, you have seen so many animated films, so you have a lot more to compare it to than I do. I have a much more limited view. Yeah, I mean, certainly the, any of the films nominated this year for Best Animated Feature, like, have a polish and a look to them, and a depth. Like, if you look at Coco, Coco, like, there's this one, there's one scene that everyone talks about where, you know, the kid is entering the underworld and you just see it, and it's vast and huge and it just like it goes back and it's like hundreds of layers you know on top of each other there's a lot of the times in shrek there is just not much happening it's just they're in the wood they're in all the trees kind of look the same they're in a field and all the sunflowers look the same they're in the castle it's very flat looking yeah it's 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 a, it's a little it's a little flat and you know it's late 90s early 2000s this is you know just a couple of years after toy story and it started it started, it started being developed just after uh, like toy story one or toy story two whichever and so with that in mind it has held up pretty well but you know even even that like the the animation is just the vessel for the comedy and it's a question of does mm-hmm. the comedy hold up does the story hold up and i'd have yes. to say that yes the story holds up a lot of the comedy, a lot of the the force bits of comedy, like with the with the fairy tale creatures, it doesn't work. The pop culture references, if you're of a certain age, you'll get them. But what I like most is the, the it's the organic comedy. It's the it's the it's the, it's the lines between the characters. It's their banter. It's the during the montage scene when Fiona grabs the 
the spider web and makes and catches all the flies and then makes a mm-hmm. candy. I'm like that's like that's charming and cute, and I don't think that ever gets old, and nobody will ever get tired mm-hmm. of stuff like that. So so it does it it does hold up in in that regards, and you know it's not it's not like a the animation of a the CGI of of a live action film which can really bring something down. One bit that still makes me laugh mm-hmm. when they go to Duloc and that little thing's like, welcome to Duloc. It's the perfect, t-. that little song. It's pretty good. hundred <laughs> percent always makes me laugh. Yeah. It's like, always it's makes that. me laugh. It's charming. It's like, it's, it's smart. It's, I don't think it's as smart as it, as, as it thinks it is, but it's, 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 it's got some, it's got some cleverness and, 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 and fun and lighthearted. It's, and it, yeah. For yeah. me, it's always, there you it's always so okay well we we, we come to the end good. well we come to the, well we come to the end now so um we mentioned that there were uh you know it's between this and obviously Jimmy Neutron uh so did Shrek deserve the title the first the very first best animated feature I have not seen Jimmy Neutron boy genius <laughs> and so I will just have to take your word that it is you know groundbreaking Commentary Stunning. of our time. Stunning. Um, honestly, I think it's a toss-up between Shrek and Monsters Inc. I've seen Monsters Inc. once. Mm-hmm. I thought it was cute, but I didn't really feel like I needed to watch it again. And it's one of the few I couldn't get my son to watch, so unfortunately, couldn't get that one in there to watch again recently. But um, I think it does. I think it's sad that it took this long to get an animated category because if I had to think about great modern animation, it's like it would be great if like Toy Story could have won. Yeah. Because that was so groundbreaking when it came out, but mm-hmm. that it wasn't even eligible. So, yeah, give it to Shrek. I mean, it's kind of a toss up. Yeah. Uh, before this, only one animated film had been nominated for Best Picture, and that was. Beauty and the Beast back in 1990. Uh, it's a shame this this category did not come about because Disney would have just owned the 90s completely. That was that was that was the second that was the second Renaissance for them. Just all of the all of the big movies came out: Lion King, Aladdin, Pocahontas, Mulan. Just one right after another. You're like they would have they would have cleaned clean house, and you you can make an, you can make an argument that. Like the Lion King, which I know you don't like, should have been could have been nominated for Best Picture in nineteen ninety five or nineteen ninety four. Would have could have. On yeah. a personal level, I don't care for it, but I agree with everything, all the positives that everybody else says. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I do. I do. But I think that was really the last great one when you had like Beauty and the Beast, then you had Aladdin, then you had the Lion King, then you had Pocahontas, which sucked. Oh, that was all right. Sucked. It's <laughs> terrible. Not to mention unbelievably offensive. It's just awful. It is an awful, awful movie. Okay, all right. All right. You know it's a great movie? Hercules. The Emperor's New Groove. Emperor's New Groove should have won a lot of awards. That movie's amazing. Anyways, did Shrek deserve the title Best Animated Feature in um, 2001? Uh, I'm with you. It's a tough one. You could flip a coin and be fine with either Shrek or Monsters, Inc. Uh, I think Monsters, Inc. is one of the very best Pixar movies. It's one of the first. Yes. Um, it's so it's so wonderful. I I love it. Shrek is good. It's very solid. Uh, it helped establish DreamWorks Animated as a uh, as a force. 
Although I don't think they ever really evolved much beyond, okay, let's put pop culture references in here and we'll, we're, we're just going to basically make, try keep making Shrek over and over again to yeah. diminishing returns. Um, this, I mean, the start of the franchise, there was a musical that's on Netflix that, you know, is apparently, which is really good. And which actually I think gets more into some of these issues okay. that you're talking about. All right. Yeah. There's, um, you know, Shrek himself is iconic. He's part of the pop culture landscape. There's, I mean, there's a porn parody of Shrek out there. I'm pretty sure. I'm yeah. glad that that was something I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, uh, you know, there's there's sweetness and comedy in here that everyone can enjoy. Adults can get the the pop culture references and how like, oh, look what they're doing to the three little the three blind mice. And like, ha ha ha. And the kids, you know, there are plenty of fart jokes. And gross out humors like the, the thing part with the earwax and he makes a candle it's like that's yeah. funny you know uh there's a lot of there's some eye rolling there's fart jokes who yeah, doesn't love know, yeah um i think it's never better than when it's focused on the main trio and it's it's really never worse when it, it's 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 worse it's worse when it's like kind of off them when it's especially when it's focused on like the, the fairy tale characters which thankfully it's not i do like the farquad scenes though i think farquad is great Farquaad's Far, well, pretty fun, he's and pretty that fun. really is all John Lithgow. It's all, it's all, it's all, it's all, it's all, all right there. He is um, a dynamo. Yeah. So overall, I liked it, but I gotta give it to Monsters Inc. Personally, like if I like if I really had to choose, and I feel like I have to choose because it's my show, and I'm, oh, it's the whole point. It's that um, I think <laughs> I, what it comes down to is that I think Monsters Inc. is overall, like from start to finish, just a a more solid movie. I, I, the first 20 minutes of Shrek, I was like, whoa, this has not aged at all. But then as soon as I get on the adventure, I'm like, oh, okay, this is, this is the, the movie I remember now. This is mm-hmm. the part I like. Monsters, Inc. is just great from, from the moment you start it to the moment you end. Um, so, and you um, can't I, wrong with Billy Crystal and, and John Goodman. And I love Steve, them Steve both. Buscemi and it's just well, it's, and Mike Mike Wazowski. You're like, yes, it's it's great. Um, I don't, maybe Monsters Inc. was not as impactful as as Shrek was on the on, on the pop cultural landscape, but I think it is a more complete, uniformly better film. So I, I'm like Shrek. Uh, I I enjoyed you. I look forward to showing you to my daughter. Certainly after she has seen all she has learned all of the tropes and can understand what they're doing but uh i'm gonna have to say best animated feature should have gone to monsters inc that year so hey um well thank you for listening to oscar watch if you disagree with our assessment of this movie you can write us an email at oscarwatchpodcast at gmail.com look forward to hearing from you and be sure to find us on social media at oscarwatchpod on facebook twitter and instagram uh, next week, I haven't decided what movie that's going to be, so it'll be a surprise for all of us. And where can people find you, Amy? A Thomason Eleven at Twitter. All right, do check it out. Uh, it's a lot of a lot of a lot of fun stuff. He has good views. I have okay views. Just... Uh, <laughs> brilliant views. <laughs> and until next time, we will see you on the next time.